with Perfect. with the traders post that you have set up um is this running from a cloud server already meaning that somebody could enter the strategy they don't have to have a computer on doesn't have to go to sleep nothing like that no definitely um, it would just run all the time while as long as it's programmed to correct correct yeah trading views running in the cloud traders post is in the cloud and even the brokers these days, like they're they're even migrating to the cloud. I think they're even them are moving away from uh, like owning their own hardware. But the point is the same. It's always running. It's always online. Um, so you, you, so you, you don't have you don't physically have to have a computer logged into anything for for trading. No, there are some solutions that people use to build their strategies where the strategy actually is running on your computer. So you in those cases in those cases, um. I don't know which ones. I think that there might be some like uh, trade station solutions or even Ninja Trader where like the, the strategy code is running on your computer, but then it would send the signals off of your computer to Trader's Post, which is in the cloud. Um, but if you're using TradingView or TrendSpider or any other platform that is also running in the cloud, you don't have to have your computer open. You don't have to worry about your power going off or, and that, that's kind of an interesting little little point. One of the things that led me to want to build Traders Post is I had some strategies several years ago that were all running on my computer. And that was terrible for all kinds of reasons. Like if my power goes out or I temporarily lose internet, like it doesn't even have to go out for an extended period of time. Like you could just have a 200 millisecond blip in your internet and that could, you know, cause a, an exit to not execute um so that's one of the benefits of using a system like this is that it's all it all runs in the cloud awesome what are you doing to attract these uh developers or strategy um builders what are you doing to attract them well you know uh it's kind of an interesting question because i've personally um I'm not a great salesman. I, I'm not too, uh, I'm like a, a tech nerd guy. I'm not like a, compared to like me to Jeremy, like Jeremy is super outgoing and like can kind of sell anything to anybody. Um, so I've really struggled with like dealing with paid advertising and haven't really wanted to do that. Um, so right now it's all been word of mouth. Um, I spent a lot of time on our website and targeting all the keywords for things that are people are searching for because there's a, very, very large audience of people that are looking for this type of product. Um, and there are tools like Google, you know, Google provides tools and all the search engines provide tools that allow you to see what people are searching for. So I can see that people are searching for TD Ameritrade automated trading or Thinkorswim automated trading, or how do I automate my trading view strategy? And then I just build landing pages that has language on those pages that targets those keywords. And so far that's worked for us and it's allowed us to kind of bootstrap the company and get the ball rolling. Um, but we're just now starting to play around with paid advertising. It's a good thing and a bad thing because when you start casting a wider net, you get you get more of the right customer, but you also get a lot of the wrong customer as well. Um, you know, and that has a support cost associated with it because we have to answer questions and help those people. Um, so I'm going to let me rephrase my question a little bit though. Um, I, I guess I'm curious about what you're doing for the strategy 
developer themselves? Like what may, why, why should they choose you? Why should they work with you? That's the question I guess I'm asking. Usually they're not coming to us because they want to sell their strategy to someone else. They're coming to us because they want to automate their own strategy for their self. Okay. Um, But there is a group of people who find us because they, they run a trading community like RLT and their goal from the start is to basically sell their strategy to their, their members of their community. Um, And we basically want to build tools for those businesses to basically build a business on top of traders post. So it's, you know, we're kind of like in this middle B2B and also B2C type business. Mm-hmm. Um, does, that, does that, does that kind of answer? Yeah, that? absolutely. So your subscription base, is that correct? Correct. Software as a service, subscription-based, um, okay. purely subscription-based. So are there different tiers? So if you bring your own strategy in, do you pay less than somebody that's going to be subscribing to somebody else's strategy? So right now we actually don't charge for strategies. We basically just charge for access to the the platform. Okay. Uh, you know, and that is kind of for the reason that I like the, the ambiguity of the, the legality of all this is still a little bit unclear to me. Um, I'm getting more clarity on it, but like, it's a gray area of like the whole selling strategies. Um, and before we like just open the door up and literally start selling strategies, we're just making sure that we have all of our, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted. We have all our disclaimers and like all the, I agrees and uh, logging and like all the things that we would need in order to make sure that we can do it safely for the customer's perspective, but then also just from a, you know, covering my my own butt perspective to make sure that if something goes wrong, uh, you know, the, the the person accepted the risk and we have all the logs and information that shows that. Gotcha. Now, Dan had asked earlier about, you know, investment into like what kind of an account size that you should have. Now, I do know that there's a cost to subscription to your services and and that would probably play into a little bit of the rationale around how much you should be bringing into this because you'd kind of want some of that investment to be paid back through your profits. So what kind of number would that be looking at? I mean, I, I hate always having to be the it, it, the it depends guys, uh, but it, it's the truth that it depends. It depends on how much you expect to get from your strategy. Um like your how many what are the returns and like what are the statistics of the strategy? But generally, the barrier I this doesn't help me at all because it makes it harder for me to sell traders post. <laughs> um, you need you need a higher account balance because you have to be able to make enough money from the strategy in order to cover all the costs. So you know you can do some rough math. Like if you have a ten thousand dollar account and you generate. in a year off that, that's two two grand. If the platform costs $1,200 a year or 600 bucks a year, like you really just, you don't really have enough money to justify it. Right. Uh, And I'm like, we're actively trying to grow the product as quickly as we can. And there are, there are benefits that you get later on in the life of a business via economies of scale where we can actually afford to give it away for free or at a loss for the customers who have lower account balances. And we may lose money on that customer for a year or two years. But the hope is, is that we 
open up a door for them that allows them to grow their account. And then we make more money off of them later because we helped them be successful when they didn't have the money to do it. But, you know, we're a bootstrap startup. Like I, we're just not in a place yet where um, I was actually talking to a customer today where he made the point about how, you know, VC money has been flowing freely for the last two decades and it's created this expectation with people on the internet that like stuff should be for free. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's difficult, you know, right. I mean, it, software engineers cost money, servers cost money, internet costs money, electricity costs money. So it's not cheap to build something like this. Um, but a lot of businesses that get, you know, a $5 million seed round, they can afford to kind of give it away for free initially with the hope of, you know, being able to monetize it or make, make money later. Um, so my hope is that as we grow, that I can, I can kind of offer that same opportunity to other people in the future. Yeah, it's a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. This is where you go. This is where you put the uh, GoFundMe link into the uh, description. <laughs> and, and then we just make it free for everybody. Yeah. It's a tough, it is. It's a chicken and egg scenario. It's tough. And you know, I, my, part of my my like background is I've been a, a systems and software engineer for over 20 years, and I've been a contributor to some some pretty big open source projects. So I like love the idea of the open internet. Like my whole life and everything that I've had success in, I can I can thank the open internet. Like I've met people on the internet all over the world, and people have been very kind and like given stuff to me for free both time training, you know, and RLT does this too. Like all the content that RLT gives away for free, like that's amazing. And think about all the opportunities that that's opened up for other people and the value that it's created. And that's how I got started in my career was like taking advantage of all this free stuff. Um, And I want to, I want to build a business because obviously money's great and you need money in order to do other things, but you kind of got to get the ball rolling uh, somehow on your own in order to have those other opportunities in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm sorry, but the world runs on money. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but the either. chicken and egg thing is really difficult because as a startup or as somebody that you, people don't know, you know, where's the trust they need to build the trust. And the only way that you can really develop that trust is by experiencing something for free that, can tell them, hey, look, I've I've got an opportunity to. This is how it works. It's looking good. Yes, I trust it, and it, you build that trust that way, right? So yes. there, there is definitely a chicken and egg. Because how far do you go before people are willing? And you just got to cast that net and yeah. throw it out there, right? So yeah, you know, Dan also, and I do this every day. We've also learned that it, in some ways, uh, giving it away for free can do people a, a disservice in oh, some totally. ways. Is it, you know, I mean, when there's no expectation and there's nothing on the line and there's well, what's forcing you to have to do it. And uh, we actually made a change in Traders Post recently that I debated about heavily. We used to give the product away for free for 90 days mm. and it, it, we were just like counting how much this cost us. And it's a lot of money. Um, so we lowered it from 90 days to 30 days. And I kind of like, you know, I'm debating back and forth with myself, is this a good idea or is it a bad idea? And like, initially I'm like, well, I just, my gut wants to be good and give it away for free. 
Um, and I thought that it might hurt the business by giving it away for free for less time. But what I found is like the opposite is that all of a sudden when there's like this ticking clock, it's forced people to take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've even experienced the same thing where like we didn't used to require a credit card. We've started testing requiring a credit card and it makes it more real and more serious for people and they take it more seriously and they're more successful as a result because they have this kind of pressure on their shoulders to, to make it worth it. Yeah. And I think it actually weeds out the individuals. Not it does. I don't think it necessarily makes people more serious about it. I think it just keeps the people that are serious. They're the ones that actually fulfill and plug in the numbers and hit submit versus the ones that go, Oh yeah, no. And they walk away. (laughs) No, absolutely. So let's, let's talk a little bit about risk then as far as, you know, joining Traders Post as somebody that's never, ever done this before or, you know, that doesn't know you, doesn't know the program, doesn't know the whole thing and they want to try it out. What, let's say that they know their strategy, they, they've back tested that they have the results and then they sign up with you, they connect. And for some reason, there's technical issues. There's there's things that just aren't working the way they are. Do you have kind of guarantees or is it kind of like, do they get their money back? Like, how does that work for an insurance perspective? Well, when you say like things don't work from like which perspective, like their strategy didn't work and it didn't perform or- No, it would be on your end. So things that just don't operate the way they're supposed to be operating and just not meeting up. So let's just say that people are putting their money on the line. They're giving you the money. They're subscribing to your service. What kind of guarantees do you have back of, you know, that you'll warrant basically? Right. Well, um, it's a good question. Uh, I think technically right now our terms of service says that it's a no refund policy, but when people ask for refunds, I just, I just give them, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think technically a lot of people will put those types of terms in their terms of service just as like a standard. That's kind of just like what your lawyer and all Mm -hmm. the smarter legal people are going to tell you to do. But in practice, it's easier to just give a, give a refund. If someone's not happy and they don't want to use the product, then you can just email us or call us and we'll issue, we'll issue a refund. Well, uh, to be, to be clear too, um, even when you said like we have the 30, 30 million kind of under management, that's still in individual accounts. It's still in correct. people's personal accounts. So it's not like, so just from a, a risk aspect for people, it, it's not going into traders posts account and then we get an FTX situation and, you know, yeah. everyone's, but then we'll see on the news, which is fun. But, yeah. You know, I'd yeah, rather they, see it for other reasons, but yeah, everybody still has ultimate yeah. control over their account. Yeah. Like if they want to turn off the bot or if they want to intervene, they can, it wouldn't be recommended. Like you want to just like you create a plan and you trade it manually. You don't want to get in the middle and intervene with your bot. Cause then you're, you're running a different strategy. You're running like a hybrid bot with a, manual discretionary <laughs> little sprinkle in it. it it's uh, the, uh, you know, the um, backseat driver. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Slow down, slow down, <laughs> turn. <laughs> Just causing the driver to go yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but but to, to answer your question about like, you know, I try, like, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a software guy. I've been building software for 20 years. And like, I put a, a huge uh, focus on quality and, 
stability of the software. Um, and you do all those things to reduce the, the chance that something could break or you, you were always changing the software every day. So like every day there's a risk that I could change the software. Or someone on my team member could, a team member could change the software in a way that accidentally breaks something in the software. And there are industry standards and best practices that you can implement to lower the likelihood of that happening. But it's, it's impossible to make it impossible. And there's always that 99.999 percentile where stuff can go wrong. Um, all I can really say is like, if you go look at our, uh, our, our reviews, I mean, we have, you know, I think a little less than a hundred reviews where people have been, you know, saying that the system is really reliable, but the reality is, is that like, there are things that are outside of our control, like, the internet in between trading view and traders post the internet in between traders post and the broker, the broker could have downtime trading view could have downtime. Um, so the end of the day, the individuals have to be responsible for their own brokerage account. And it's never going to be something where you can just set it and forget it and walk away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe less active of an investment as approach as manual trading, but it's still not, passive long-term investing where you just dump your money in something and walk away and never look at it. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it. So if people want to get more information about it, where do they go? Uh, You can go to traderspost.io. We're on Twitter, Traders Post Inc. Uh, It's pretty much Traders Post Inc. or Traders Post on all social media platforms. Uh, YouTube channel got tons and tons of educational videos that can help people get started. Um, and like I said, it's a, it's a free 30 day trial that would allow you to kind of play around with the system and, and wire up a strategy and start seeing it execute live in a paper broker. Do you post any results of any of the past stuff that's just gone there that people can pay attention well, to or because okay. we're not, we're not selling strategies. Yep. Like it's other people's strategies they are all private and we don't, you know, we don't really like the data is there in our system, yeah. but, you know, we're not taking the performance of other people's strategies and publishing it. But um, at some point in the future, when we do have that marketplace concept, uh, you know, we would have like public information that people could share about about their strategy. And those would be the tools that people would use to like share on social media to say like, hey, here's my strategy. And yeah. here's the back test performance. And here's the verified live performance. And that would be the the marketing tool that they would use to try to attract subscribers. Now, what about journaling trades? Does it, uh, does it journal it for them or do you have to do that through your own broker? So we have some like pretty rudimentary tools that allows you to see the performance of like individual trades. Uh, but we don't have like per- portfolio level, okay. like, uh, like, like uh, trade Zella or like there's trader sync. Like there's a variety of different, you know, businesses like exist, like that's all they do um, is just the trade journaling. Um, so eventually that would be another product feature that we would want to offer where it gives you those analytics and portfolio level analytics with directly within traders post so that you don't have to, you know, do the spreadsheet journaling or hook up something like Tradezilla. Gotcha. Very, very cool. Well, Jonathan, it has been a pleasure. This is the first time you and I have had a chance to chat before, I think. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's been a pleasure. So other, other than in, in Slack and in, in RLT Slack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just want to thank you. And uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. And Dan hates it when I say that, but it is true. <laughs> so, especially I now do. when he's looking so good. So it's nice. the shirt. The, people like the shirt in the chat. So I'll take it. I'll take awesome. it. I don't know what the, it's just a shirt. I've been wearing it since <laughs> last Monday. So I don't it's know. It's the but, new camera. <laughs> this looks good. It's but uh, Jonathan, yeah, we do appreciate having you on. Uh, and I, I've, I've known you from day one of you starting the project and just to see how it's already developed and uh, kind of where it's which leading to. I think it's awesome. I think it's incredible information for, for anybody out there that would be interested in, in Trader's Post. And uh, pleasure having you on the Pivot Podcast. We, we definitely want to have you back, get awesome. us some updates on, uh, on Trader's Post as well. But definitely. for everybody else listening, unfortunately, like Tracy said, we are just about out of time. We do appreciate you guys joining us each and every week. If you guys want to check out the Pivot Podcast live as we record it, we have all access pass in real life trading. And uh, otherwise, every video goes out on Fridays. We'll see you on the next episode of the Pivot Podcast. See you later.